Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. Um, we're doing Roanoke Chapter 5, Part 2? That sounds about right. Today? I think that's right. Yeah, we, we left y'all off with um, some people getting taken by a weird guy from the past through a tunnel <laughs> that sucks ass and getting dropped <laughs> off somewhere bad, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I guess we should probably shortcut the intro a little bit, but hi, I'm Ty Tuesday. I'm here with Slow Beef and Miss Shadow Lovely, as always, um, and we're we're doing... If you started with this episode, really bad plan. Um, this is part two of a two-parter. You're going to want to go to at least the one before this, if not the beginning of the season, if we're being real here. Um, but yeah, so uh, shall we Shall we get to getting? Since, uh, yeah. That we're picking up from the middle of in media res, as it were. That yes. sounds good to me. Yeah, we were um in uh Edward Mott, uh Edward Mott's ghost, the guy who built the original house. Um, his ghost is um kind of ferrying um Matt, Shelby, and Flora, um, to air quotes safety, um, through these weird tunnels that he has, I guess, built as a ghost for some reason that lead to a really really bizarre place we kind of alluded to in the last episode um that they went somewhere real bad like probably the worst place that they Did could possibly go there's really no reason edward should have tunnels that come here um did we mention and now we're gonna edward's, say what it is did we mention edward's by the way like silly spooky halloween effect on his face as in the tunnels by any chance okay so i just want to okay i didn't know if that was real or not i thought maybe that i was seeing things no i never mentioned it because i thought i was making it up in my head you're not but it's i'm glad not. you're mentioning it so i feel validated yeah you can go frame by frame and there are parts where yeah when like the lights are off in the tunnel there's like a uh, uh, Halloween city ghost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where his face is. <laughs> yeah, and, like that's it. It's very he's got, silly. He's got the powdered face and wig thing, so they're kind of going for something subtle. But it looks kind of like flash animation kind of stuff. It's it's not great. <laughs> I thought I was just watching it on like a really bad screen, and like the lighting was just incredibly poor. Like, cannot emphasize enough that none of the other ghosts do this. By the way, oh, it's, it's just, just a, him. Yeah, it's just like a cutesy little thing they're doing. Yeah, it's not great. Anyway. It's just for him just for a special boy um so some of you are probably like come on tell us where you said it was so bad what could be the worst place for them to end up from a tunnel built by the weird little guy with the powdered wig who keeps talking about dicks well that would be a set we've been to before you remember that family that hates us like more than anyone it's there. It's there. It's, it's with them. It's their house. That house we went to before. Um, you also, know, this time with the they're kids. home. Yeah, they're yeah. home yeah, this you time. Know the, the one that we took their kids and gave them to like protective services. Well, we're back there again, and this time um, they are also there. Which uh, bad. Yeah, yeah, bad news. Not great. Not great. Hey, Edward. Um, what the fuck? Uh, why? Why do your tunnels lead here? Like, He's like, I don't even care if you're safe. I just don't want you dying on the property so you don't see. I don't want more ghosts in my house. Please yeah. fuck off. But like, as we'll find out shortly, delivering them to the Polks was functionally bringing them back home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's also like kind of a throwaway line, which I thought was kind of funny because it's like, who is this for? Where they're all walking. Matt, Shelby and Flora are walking with um, Edward's ghost and they get out like out of the tunnel and flora is like i'm cold and edward goes well you could be on fire so it could be worse and i'm like well that's true edward um but also like not the present like issue <laughs> Mm -hmm. I appreciate I, it's one of those like there are children starving in Africa comparisons that parents do sometimes um, like yeah that's true um, I don't know how applicable it is to this specific situation um, but good writing on the part of the writers either way <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so now basically we see some of the cast of the ensemble cast of American Horror Story who we've been missing out on you know because the pokes are led are led by Frances Conroy. Um, we've known her in previous seasons as Baby Babbitt, B Baba, whatever is Baby, whatever Baba her name Bowie. was. <laughs> yeah, Baba Booey, the beloved character, the head of scum. <laughs> right. Who's, you know, 
a good actress. I'm gonna say Frances Conroy's good good people, but she got she got kind of shortchanged in both last season and maybe not so great in this one either. God, she um, plays the hell out of this character, though. She, she plays does. the hell out of this character. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like this character was only supposed to be on the screen for like one scene, and she was like, "No, I have an arc <laughs> for this character." <laughs> yeah, this is it for me. We're we're going all in, you know, on Mama Poke. So, yeah, how, how, what how has this start here? Um, oh yeah. So anyway. The Pokes capture them, bring them into the garage, and hey, look who's here. Remember the professor who got shot with all the arrows and we assumed was dead? Because why wouldn't we have? He's here too. Not. Oh my god, they're eating me. And then they're going <laughs> to eat you. Oh my god. Yeah. He's just strapped to a table, getting cut up, and he's just like very lucid through all of this, like J- kind of comedically lucid, if I'm being honest. Yeah, <laughs> like-, like just so we're clear, he's not like alive and fine. Like he is very much so not fine. He did get no. shot is- with like a hundred arrows and is now missing several limbs. And also is like partially vivisected. Yeah, like my man is splayed open. Um, it, it <laughs> He's going through it to the highest level, like truly is, is on one. Fully talk and is just like very coherent. Like occasionally he remembers he's supposed to be in pain and is like, oh yeah, uh, kill me, please, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And, yeah. And, it's, and then the pokes are like, hey, listen, you've had a rough day, the three of you, Matt, Shelby, Flora. Why not? Would you like some nice refreshing jerky? Which is maybe not the thing you would normally offer someone who's like, you know, like, hey, you've been doing a lot of activity. Nothing like some nice dehydrating jerky. But that's fine, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're not in the mood for jerky, predictably, you know, because it's been a rough day, you know, maybe sometimes you don't really want jerky, I don't know. But, um, they, uh, they want Matt and Shelby to eat the jerky, and then Mama Poke takes a bite of it, and she's like, this is awful, uh, this jerky's, this jerky's already spoiled, and you realize that jerky is made of Elias. Woof. (laughs) That's no good. Yeah, like, she starts yelling, she's just like... It's meat's rancid, and that can't, I didn't make it wrong. It must just be bad meat. You must just be bad meat, Mark. Yeah, I cannot overstate. Like- she takes one bite of the jerky, is like, patooey, and then fucking yeets the tray of jerky across the room. Like, just <laughs> chucks that bad boy across the room as hard as possible. Which, by the way, before she comes in, we're introduced to, I assume, her sons. Um, I think there's three of them. There's definitely two for sure. There's maybe a third one that doesn't speak. I don't remember. Um, well, one of one them of is them. played by uh, the guy who doesn't have... Who, Gar- Gary from Cole. Chaz I cannot remember. Yeah, Chaz Bono. Um, yep. I do not remember who the other guy is. They're um, a little bit forgettable. And this guy, the other guy doesn't well, stick around long. So <laughs> so Bono, or you know, who played Gary Longstreet in season seven, uh, has the most annoying character, I think, which is the stereotypical, like... The most annoying character, I think! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. You got it. <laughs> yeah. He does that. Yeah, he does that thing where, like, someone says something and then he just repeats it in a dumb voice. Just repeats it in a dumb voice. Exactly. That's it's, right. Yeah. And yeah. twang. You know, it's really... <laughs> and, like, the, it is such a stereotypical scene of, like, Shelby and Matt waking up. Because they, just to, like, set the scene, when they get dumped off by Edward, um, they're like, huh, this, ha- this house is strange. Um, there's pigs everywhere. Whose house could this be? And then they get doinked um, and get hit on the head and scooped by the polks. Um, Resident Evil 7 did this with more nuance. I don't even mean that as, like, an exaggeration. <laughs> like, it, they really literally did, like, this whole, like, family thing. Yes, and, 100%. Yeah. Which is sad. When you're fucking, when Resident Evil out cl- plots you, like legit, right? Like that's, that's a real low point in your writing career. But anyway. And I, I don't, yeah, at that point, I don't think they could have ripped off Resident Evil, which means at best Resident Evil ripped them off, but was like, we're going to do it better. <laughs> we're doing this, <laughs> but actually good this time. Um, <laughs> and they're like in this like garage, this like mechanics garage type deal. Um, and they're like, oh, you, you t- took Elias, which why would they do that? And then they're um, they're like, no, we saved him and kept him alive. I'm like, all right. Um, n- no, you didn't. <laughs> saying that is very misleading. You're, you're saying they that say very like, misleading. <laughs> and also they say like mama used her magic, which to me just goes like, 
oh word this lady got like some weird bog surgery abilities like let's hear more about this but unfortunately we don't get to hear much more about this no and like uh, so they get super like mad because the a they won't eat the jerky and then b um i like the polks have a very odd connection to matt and shelby it's revealed here um, they obviously don't hate Matt and Shelby like as people. They're not, but well, as far as we know, they're not racist. But um, that is not their. <laughs> they got one thing going factor. for them. Yeah, yeah they're, like, we're cannibals. But purposes. get the fuck out of here with racism. Yeah, but they're they're not racist at least. <laughs> um, then like after the the like sons have given some exposition, some like weird vague exposition, um, mm-hmm. without actually well doing this weird like Tweedledee Tweedledum bit where one says something and then the other one says it but stupider. Um, <laughs> then then Mama Polk comes in and like we didn't describe what she looks like. Cannot overstate. Directly ripped from Resident Evil. Like Marguerite, this woman yeah. is a PS2 character um <laughs> she is low poly like she's got the like the frizzy hair she looks like a resident evil character like in a not resident evil setting it is very very jarring um so after she has her little like temper tantrum about elias tasting bad which first of all kind of rude kind of rude to <laughs> dunk on elias for being a nasty boy when he didn't expect to get eaten like if i if i knew i was gonna get eaten yeah. maybe i would i don't know try to make myself taste better elias didn't really get a lot of like preparation time <laughs> not a lot yeah, of seasoning probably, like like order some wagyu like work on that for a while get myself nice and juicy you know yeah like she like she yells at Elias. I'm like, it's not his fault. He didn't know you were going to eat him. He got owned by like 50 arrows. Like he didn't know you were going to eat his legs. Like Feed this, him is, some butter this gotta be on first. you. Like get, get yeah. the faux raw so, thing going at least. I mean, you're, yeah. you know, like a poor craftsman blames their tools, right? Lady? Yeah. Like I yeah. could probably, I could, I bet I could have made Elias taste a little better. You know, a little MSG, a <laughs> little garlic, salt and pepper. <laughs> Yeah, why jerky? That's my thing is because they make it seem like they need him to eat. Um, But you'd think that you would just maybe like prepare him in like a burger or something if you needed to do that. Preservation method you use to hold on to something for a very long period of time, which like if you think he already tastes bad and is spoiled. Yeah, you should have. That's why you just like taste it. You take a test chunk. You take like a cube and just grill that I mean, up real quick. And we're not see how the cube is. We're not dealing with Master Chef, to be fair. But yeah, it's it's not none of this is good any around. You'd think they'd add pepper or something at least, but you know. Yeah. Oh, also, they are very upset. I mean, like I guess kind of understandably, but they are very upset at Matt and Shelby about getting the kids taken away. And I'm like, well, you led them to your house by leaving those weird little like fucked up pig doll things so you're the reason they showed up there and also if you were gonna run away and hide why didn't you take the kids like this doesn't seem like it's matt and shelby's fault this is still seems like it's your fault also like it's kind of it's the it's the tweedledum one who's like my babies um it's like you left you left them drinking from the pig like you know this wasn't yeah. yeah parenting get out of here and like without saying it in so many words they kind of imply that it's like they're like incest babies um because they really wanted to hammer that home i guess um <laughs> Then Mama Polk does a huge exposition dump because she's like, well, y'all aren't going to tell anyone anyway because you're going to die, obviously. Um, I'm going to eat your butt meat so you can't tell <laughs> yeah. nobody. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a lot of exposition before we kill you so the audience knows what the deal is. Um, so TLDR... Um, they were planning on buying the house, obviously. We already knew that. Um, and keeping it empty for the butcher um, because they've apparently had, like, this deal with her for 200 years. By the way, this ends up being kind of contradictory to the exact next point, um, which is that every year, I suppose, um, they need someone uh, to get murdered on that property um, for, for for they being the butcher for some reason. Um, so the Polks, I guess, murder someone when no one's living there, like they kidnap someone and murder them or 
something or when someone is living there, the butcher just takes care of it. Either way, the police are like no the supplier. Con- contract lawyers that understand <laughs> what it, they were doing on here. But. Yeah. The, the thing they get in exchange is truly baffling <laughs> because what they claim they receive in exchange for wrangling a human sacrifice yearly for the butcher and Scott is um <laughs> their crop is really good like it the the land doesn't disturb their crop and it grows tall and strong and i was like then why do you need to be cannibals? And the answer is stupider than you could possibly imagine. It's because it's weed. They only grow weed. They they grow the one plant that makes you hungrier. <laughs> they really fucked up. It's truly a, a riddle, a riddle plant. It you, Eating it makes you hungrier, and also you can't eat it for food. Truly a baffling <laughs> choice in like, crop. Look. Look, I'm a big fan of weeds work, but like it's if you are going to do agriculture, you got to start with food. That's so mandatory. I can't not enough people are saying this. No, we have we're 200 years we've been growing the and that's the thing is like they don't sell the weed. They don't we don't even know what they do with the weed. They're just like it's weed. They make a point to be like it's marijuana. They're like marijuana grows long and strong in these fertile soils and it's like Cool. What about corn? Can you grow corn? Like, you do you have to eat people? To. <laughs> like, why are you growing weed? You're obviously not selling it. So, like, what is the deal? Are you just cannibals who, like, smoke a whole bunch of weed? Like, what's the deal? Um, but it's best not to dwell on the Resident Evil weed cannibal plotline too much because I promise you it goes nowhere. Because the, the show over. doesn't. Yeah. Because yeah. the show doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so We're all like, done with it. She, like, gives that whole speech to Shelby and Matt, and Shelby and Matt are like, oh, sick, okay, great, take the house, all yours, we don't give a shit, um, just let us go, we're fucking out of here, you can have the house, it is all yours, and they're like, la mau, no, (laughs) absolutely not, um, instead, we're going to deliver you back to the butcher, um, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shelby Shelby like the um the voiceover Shelby is like giving her a little interview and she's like ah, the only thing worse than being at the Polks is being back at that house and I'm like I don't know I think I'd rather have the butcher <laughs> yeah, just yeah I think I'd rather have the butcher sure? just kill me you sure <laughs> I don't want to get eaten that? are you sure that's yeah, why like say what you will about the butcher but mostly she just like kind of hams it up with a fun speech and then puts a cleaver in you and you're donezo in like a second yeah yeah the the polks there was clearly like Elias being like please kill me I've been getting cut up for like multiple days this is worse than just dying trust me it's immensely worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah she has this like weird magic medicine that will keep you alive for longer so you have to be like alive for longer and then once they're eating you if they don't like how they how you taste they're gonna yell at you for it as if that's not bad <laughs> enough <laughs> you can't even just wow, get away with about that from yeah from the insult angle holy shit <laughs> like as if all of that isn't bad enough then they're gonna yell at you for not tasting good <laughs> what assholes that's the thing the folks are dicks man yeah the the butcher knows whose fault is whose you know like you'll get pulled apart but still you know like the the butcher like knows what she's doing the fuck in the woods yeah which is like totally fair honestly (laughs) protagonist of the season (laughs) oh you have i'm in yeah absolutely Oh my god! Uh, so then Shelby's like, I don't want to go back to the house. That's so much worse than the weed cannibals. Um, and then we cut to Lee. Remember Lee? Lee's in the show. Um, <laughs> she's with the police, as she should have been for most of the show. Um, and she's being interviewed about Mason's death. Remember that? Uh, oh yeah. And- <laughs> And she says, like, the guy who was on fire (laughs) after (laughs) reporting her for kidnapping their kid. Yeah. And she says in this interview with the person who's trying to get her to confess to the murder, she goes, listen, I did the kidnapping, but I didn't do a murder. So you have got to let me go. And I'm like, (laughs) um, I don't think so. Like, your daughter is still missing. That's actually worse now. (laughs) Like, you just admitted to kidnapping your daughter. And your daughter is still actively missing. Like, 
Now they're going to hold you for that, right? No, no. <laughs> I kidnapped her and then someone else kidnapped her harder from me, which means I'm no longer the kidnapper. <laughs> it's them now. Um, who is them? A, a pilgrim's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me go. And they do because they're the police. It's a perfect defense. It's bulletproof. A pilgrim's ghost took my daughter. <laughs> And they do. They just fucking it's let her fine. go. It's fine. <sighs> we got nothing here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whatever. And so, like, they have a they have a cop like escort her out the front door of the police station and then hand her a baggie with her cell phone. I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. Um, and she like turns her cell phone on and has a bunch of like texts from Matt, and she's like. <gasps> They found Flora, blah, 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 blah. And um, later, she will call Matt exactly one time, and he will not answer the phone exactly one time. And she's like, something is wrong. I can tell. And I'm like, if I had a dollar for every time I didn't answer the phone when it rang for, you know, a plethora of reasons, um, mm-hmm. I would never have to work again. Uh, <laughs> never <laughs> once would I want the response to me not immediately answering the phone being like, we got to get the cops over there. We have the, something is wrong. <laughs> like that, but that, that's what ends up happening. Um, but she, she like gets a ride with a cop to the house because she knows something's wrong. Cause he doesn't answer the phone once after it rings one time. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut back to a fucking baffling series of events. Um, on Matt this show. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. The- <laughs> um, we don't get many shots like this. This is actually a kind of unique sequence for American Horror Story. Like, I was trying to think when I was watching it if, if oh, I can remember like anything like similar. In transit. Yeah, we don't get a lot of in transit shots in American Horror Story where the set piece is a moving vehicle. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, we do get shots inside of a vehicle, obviously, like where people are talking. Um, but not yeah, like an like action in the ice cream truck right. yeah, when yeah. they were messing around. Yeah, but not like. Yeah, not actively being driven between places. And yeah, especially not with an action sequence. Um, So they're in like a, an old ass truck, like an old farm truck. And Matt Shelby and Flora are in the back. Um, and they're the Polks are one of the Polks is driving. Tweedledee is driving and Tweedledum's in the back seat. Um, <laughs> their names are Lot and Kane, by the way, because they really, really wanted to oh. ham it up with the, <laughs> with the cannibals. Um, why their names are not Cain and Abel? Who fucking knows? Because that would they have can't been even get that right. That would have been too on the nose somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess so. That makes sense. They can't. That would be too obvious. And as we know, American Horror Story is all about nuance and you know, not telling but showing. Um, <laughs> they love thinking they're clever. That's right. <laughs> they sure fucking do. Um, Matt decides to be a hero for once um, and tries to well, well, lot. Who's Tweedledum is uh, distracted because Kane is driving too fast. Um, Matt grabs the gun, which is a shotgun, um, and they're like, "Oh no, my gun!" And they're like, kind of arguing over it, um, which causes, uh, a f- for some reason, it to fire and it shoots Kane, the driver, which makes his head explode. I do like that you you just said they argued over the gun because it truly <laughs> is like. Not a fully physical encounter. Like, it's neither of them are, like, death-gripping the gun and trying to rip it from the other one while, like, kneeing them in the, in the balls or anything. Like, it's not aggressive. They're in the back of a moving vehicle. Like, no one's getting thrown off the side or anything. There are so many ways that this could go down, and it truly is more mostly just, come on, give me your gun. Come on, come on, give it to me. Come on, come on. <laughs> just, ah, shit, I accidentally shot the driver. Well, bye. Um, and, like, they shoot the driver, and then the truck just kind of, gently glides to a stop which um i don't i don't feel like that's what would happen granted a lot of shows and movies get wrong what happens when the driver dies of a vehicle um this feels like maybe the wrong guest though because they're going kind of fucking fast and like look this show's barely getting horror right you know what i mean like action i think is just a little much to ask (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's fair but here's a, where it does um stick to almost every horror trope ever because instead of moving the oh by the way i don't remember how it happens but Tweedledum gets fucking yeeted from the vehicle i don't remember how it happens but he gets fucking yoked so nice, who is, is yeeted and kane is dead um and instead of just moving kane's body 
and taking the running vehicle and getting the fuck out of there, they go back into the woods, which is historically the worst place for them to be. Um, because, you know, every time they've been in the woods, it's not been great. It's not been great. Something <laughs> bad has happened. I'm going to go yeah. on my enemy's home turf again, yeah. <laughs> where I'm unfamiliar and they have years and years or sometimes multiple lifetimes of experience in the case of the butcher who is a ghost from hundreds of years ago like maybe you shouldn't go to the place where you give them home field advantage you know what fight the butcher in the middle of like a 7-eleven yeah. <laughs> you won't know what's going on <laughs> yeah throw a slurpee at her she'll be totally fucked up she'll have no idea if some will get in her yeah. mouth and she'll explode yeah. immediately i was gonna say yeah just just throw sour patch kids at her until one lands on her tongue and then she'll die instantly <laughs> oh my god they went they go in the fucking woods and again there's a running vehicle right there they get out of it they hop out of it and then uh-huh. fuck off they don't just get into the truck and drive away they're like "Ooh, no there's a dead guy in there and then they fucking leave um <laughs> for no reason <laughs> and then they they go in the woods and i guess lot finds his gun and is now looking for them and he's like all upset because kane died which i mean I, fair i guess but like it's kind of your fault you shot the gun um i also don't know why like Matt didn't take the gun. Yeah. Because clearly, like, he had advanced... Yeah, this is... To me, more than not taking the car, not taking the gun is like, really? You're going to let them have a firearm after you did... Okay, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They love love that. They love leaving the gun with the person who shouldn't have the gun the most. Um, So they're, like, running through the woods, and then they decide to stop for whatever reason. Um, And they're, like, hiding um, from Tweedledum. And... That's when Matt's phone goes off. This is when, and uh, from their perspective, Lee is calling him, um, and he ignores the call obviously because for some reason in every horror movie, everybody always has the fucking sound on on their phone, which to me opens a mm-hmm. huge plot hole. Of you know, your phone doesn't just make noise when someone calls you, right? So like, where are the text message notifications? Where's the McDonald's app using a push notification? letting you know that big macs are a dollar on thursdays like if your phone makes noise it makes noise a lot like there's <laughs> there's really no happy medium it's either your phone makes noise all the time or you have it on silent like a normal person <laughs> um but no he's got his phone on and it starts ringing which of course alerts tweedledum um mm-hmm. but because she because he hung up lee's like ah oh, something is fucking wrong i'm gonna get the police to take me to the house um they do, because of that, they end up catching, and because they have the gun, they end up catching Matt and Shelby and Flora. Um, and then Mama Polk arrives. I'm not fucking sure how she gets there, but she's there now because um, she's not with them, to be clear. She's not with them for the whole exchange in the truck. Um, she's super sad about her son's head being blown up, which, again, fair, sure. I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and then she's like... You guys are not going to run again. And Matt's like, yeah, fuck me up. Just fuck me up. I'm ready to die. Um, And then in a kind of like twist, Shelby screams. It's like they, I don't know if that one specific episode of The Walking Dead had aired yet. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. it seems like they were trying to do a misdirection, like a Negan misdirection of like, oh, which character's going to die? And then the character you expect to see die is like, oh, no, I hear someone else dying. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what happens because she sledgehammers the shit out of Shelby's leg. Just fucking destroys Shelby's leg. Um, which sucks for Shelby. Um, real bad, <laughs> real bad time for Shelby. And then they throw them in the back of the truck. So Shelby's leg, fucked up. Beyond fucked up. Um, a little bit later... Shelby will be walking with a cast. And by a little bit later, I mean like two hours from now. Um, no, no. They- she splintered her ankle, to be clear. Yeah, it is like a sledgehammer mm-hmm. to bone perpendicular. So there is like not, it's not a clean break. It's not like a saw or something. It is like you are almost certainly creating splinters that are chopping up blood vessels and like skin and causing like all sorts of other you know hemorrhaging and damage and whatnot it's not a clean yeah this is one that's going to take some reconstructive work to to get healed up and you're not you're not going to be good jerky anytime soon sorry yeah your meat (laughs) fucked up your meat 
horrendous <laughs> your, your at this point. fucked. <laughs> yeah. Meat obliterated. Completely inedible. Full of bone and sinew at this point. Just I hate when I gross. go bad meat mode. It's the worst when you wake up and you feel like it's going to be a bad meat day and you just God. know you're going to be bad meat mode all day. That yeah. is so real. I cannot tell you how often I wake up and I'm like, fuck, it's a bad meat day. <laughs> this, <laughs> this flesh vessel, fucking atrocious. The vibes rancid. The vibes and my meat rancid today. Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, they obliterate her ankle and throw them in the back of the truck. Um, And like... Matt and Shelby are like laying there facing each other and they're trying to have like a tender moment and like they're doing the voiceover and Matt's like I knew this would be like the last time I would get to see Shelby so I was just like enjoying my last few moments with my wife and it's like kind of a sweet tender moment where like she's like you got to get away and you got to save Flora you got to save Flora um and he's like just kind of like kissing her on the forehead trying to get her to like hush because it's a it's a hopeless situation um Mm -hmm. Which I, many times I don't agree with Matt, but I I get it. Like this is the first time a character has reacted appropriately to being like, well, doesn't look like we're getting out of this one, Scooby Doo. Like <laughs> this one looks pretty bleak. Gotta be honest. I do um, I do appreciate Matt has finally accepted his like protagonist limitations, where he's like, no, nah, I'm not a hero here. I can't get out of yeah, this one. You know? It is a little funny though to be kissing a lady on the head who just like literally just <laughs> had her ankle fucking exploded with a sledgehammer. Like she should not be as lucid as she is. Like even with adrenaline and whatnot. And also it's like a little hard to keep your fight or flight up when you're you know bound up on the ground or whatever. Um, but yeah, that is like a little bit like, no, 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 let me, let me smooch you. I got the Neosporin and she's like, Matthew, my leg is blown up. <laughs> Matthew, like I, I appreciate put an your M80 fine. in my bones, Matthew. I need to, I need to, I need to lie down, Matthew. Matt, remember that one time you got punched in the face? It's like that. Think about it like that. Remember how that was the it's worst like day of your life? Where, remember when you got punched in the face so hard I lost a baby? <laughs> Matt. It's like that. I'm just trying to put it in terms. localized entirely in my leg. (laughs) I'm just trying to put it into terms that Matt would understand. So like the sledgehammer to the ankle, about the same as getting punched in the face and your baby dying. Um, Oh my god. So they're in the back of the truck and they're like, we're gonna die. So sad. Um, And then we're at the house again. Um, And the mama polk like kind of walks flora over to the the pilgrims who are still standing there they never left um i guess they've just been patiently waiting um for the polks to deliver them back which is a little odd given that again edward built like a tunnel that they didn't know about so i don't know how they would know do do the polks have a cell phone that connects to the butcher i there's a lot of questions that need answering that aren't going to get answered, so I guess it's best mm-hmm. not to dwell on it. Um, yeah, right, wait, yeah. wait. I was thinking, I was like, yeah, they just called the butcher and let her know. Bring over. And I'm like, wait a minute. They don't, the butcher doesn't have phone. She doesn't have iPhone. Wait a minute. We never established um, that she didn't, to be fair. But that's yeah. true. That is true. We don't know that none of the ghosts have a cell phone either. Um, well, there was a ghost that called Matt on the phone at one point, right? A, where he picked up the phone and it on, was like on the unplugged rotary phone, like a ghost would do. Yeah, the phone wasn't even plugged can, in. Can a ghost <laughs> get normal calls if it's unplugged? There is that like crew. I feel like that's crucial to the system. So, hmm. how do cell phones apply here? Do they just kind of suck the cell phone signals through the air, like? <laughs> yeah. Can a ghost call me on a cell phone? <laughs> How does this yeah. work? I think it's Rafi. like you need like a ritual on the cell phone tower. You know what I mean? Like it has to yeah. be like Satan's own like, you know, uh, yeah. like, yeah. Exactly. You got to have that Croatoan like compatible G or 5G to get the phone calls from the cell <laughs> That's phones. That's it. It's like 5G. <laughs> that the, oh, the evil carrier <laughs> signal, right? Yep. Five ghosts. Five ghosts. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> I can't believe you figured it out. I can't believe it. I can't believe you cracked the case. <laughs> you I, did I, it. I, I, I hate this. Um, so there's this kind of it's it's not funny, but it is funny. The scene of it Mama. It is very <laughs> funny, Liz. It's so funny. <laughs> like, if you're about to talk when the butcher's like, "Damn, heard you lost your son. That's crazy. Yep, yep. That shit always sucks, dog." Well. 
take it easy. <laughs> and it's just like, and, and the best part is, is the Mama Polk just like kind of no sells it. Like it's one of those things where like she's clearly so terrified of the butcher that even when the butcher is trying to be friendly, it's just like, you know, it, it's like a small dog around like a wild tiger or something. It's just always going to be on defense no matter what. Um, and she just kind of backs off and it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Which again? Uh, how, I, how does she know? How does she know that Kane got BTFO'd in the car? I don't. I don't get it. I don't know if she is like ghosts in the woods. I don't know how she knows that. But like, she does get the reason why I say it's like it's funny but not funny because it is objectively a very funny scene. But like, you can tell they didn't mean for it to be funny at all. No, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, because like she she like it's kind of like the meeting of the two matriarchs of these families so to speak um mama polk and then the butcher and the butcher like kind of in i have no fucking idea how she says it she says it in her weird old english way but she's like yeah i heard your kid died that fucking blows sorry it always sucks to lose a kid and i'm like (laughs) i heard your household lost a member of the blood tonight or something like that and it's like yep uh uh-huh yeah it took me a second to figure out what the fuck she was talking about i'm like oh that's how she said (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like ma'am the first time we ever met you you were murdering a child like you were quite literally bashing a child's skull in what the fuck are you talking about none of your children have died the only children you have is ambrose and you called him a little bitch and threatened to kill him so i don't really know where this is coming from this feels a bit misplaced coming from you uh and then fed him a poison (laughs) apple as well yep like uh, yeah just yeah, it's a lot, uh, and it makes no sense, but it is very funny because it's a very funny scene. Um, I've heard for many people it sucks to lose a son. Not for me, the butcher. I'm built different, but I've heard it's pretty rough for you, she's so like, sorry have, about that. She's like, I've killed so many fucking people's kids, you have no idea. That shit seems like it sucks. Sorry. Is this going to affect our contract or whatever? <laughs> so about that weed. <laughs> do, you have any of that, do you have any of that good weed? <laughs> uh, she's like why didn't we ever think about growing this back when skaha was hanging out with us she lady gaga would fucking love that shit maybe that's why she's having such a good time like she's got weed cannibals yeah. she's got the butcher like lady gaga is truly living her best life here on roanoke like yeah. she's having a blast um she's a little horny Wishes she could maybe get a little more action. Which, if you're smoking that good magic weed, like, of course you're getting a little horny. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was everybody. So, like, Lady Gaga's just doing what she do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, she's having a fucking great time. Um, and meanwhile, while all of this is happening, <laughs> Lee pulls up, like, 300 feet away in the woods in the cop car with the cop she, cop she got a ride with. Um, and mm-hmm. she, like, sees all the pilgrims. The cop also sees all the pilgrims. And she's like, you have got to call for backup. And he goes, no. And then just fucking <laughs> leaves her. <laughs> it is so funny. Well, because she, so like, funny. gets out of the car. She, like, gets out of the car and she's like, call for backup. And he's like... No. (laughs) I don't know why she gets out of the car before being like, you need to call for backup and waiting in the car for him to call. She's just like, I need to go to action. And he's like, and I need to go home. (laughs) He's like, this is not on my page. This is not. He's like, when I signed up to be a police officer because I'm a stupid human being, um, I did not also sign up to fight ghosts. Goodbye. Um, And just fucking (laughs) ditches her. Just fucking leaves her. Doesn't say, like, get back in the car. Just fucking leaves. Um, It's very funny. And then, so the butcher has everybody now, and she's going to start murdering them. And she grabs Flora and is like, "Uh, it's time to kill this child. And I don't remember what the little fucking kid's name is. Patricia, whatever the the little girl ghost's name is. Um, yeah. is like, you said that you would kill her last. And then the butcher in like a I no lied. you voice oh. is like, well, now she goeth first. <laughs> and oh, shit. <laughs> that's that's literally a Arnold Schwarzenegger commando line. Because there's like a guy who's like, you said you'd kill me last. Like, I lied. You know, but like that's now <laughs> the American Horror Story borrowed that. Yeah. Nice. They do a joke about that with pie on The Simpsons. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's a really known line. And it's very weird to, yeah, just have her be like, hey, you know how you're all about, like, the ritual and that? Like, that's how you're, that's your whole shit, Kathy Bates? How, are you just ignoring that now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm doing it for thou bit. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks. I have no more Kill ghost rules. <laughs> yeah. I am doing it for the vine. Um, and then Ambrose, her son, is like, you know what? Actually, this shit sucks. Um, and then he bonks his mom on the head with a rock uh, before dragging him and his mom into the giant fire they're about to throw Flora into. Um, sure. And I guess that's how you kill ghosts during the spaghetti moon. It, that feels like a weird plot hole to not have mentioned, but I guess if mm-hmm. you set a ghost on fire, they die for real. If you die in the fire, you die in real life. Um, well, Crow is telling, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, she fucking hate. You, you know what? Um, feels like a little bit short-sighted that um, neither Elias nor Cricket mentioned that during the spaghetti moon we could set the ghosts on fire feels like that would have saved us a lot or of time with a rock, <laughs> yeah yeah they, like she gets hit with a rock and i feel like that's a pretty reproduced like get, throwing someone in a fire right that takes some doing but like hitting someone with a rock what? there's rocks all over the place there's rocks all let's over let's also be yeah. fair neither elias nor cricket are the experts in this situation that they claim to be like they you yeah. know this didn't work for them at all like we need like, that historian hey, lady. Hey, hey elias didn't get killed by the ghosts of the house he got shot by some weird random ghosts and then got uh <laughs> Eaten by weed cannibals. I mean, to be fair, too, though, he also got shot with a million ghost arrows, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, going well for him till the weed cannibals came along. But to be fair, he did better than Cricket. (laughs) Like, if we're being honest, out of everyone, Elias has had the worst fucking time. Like, his ratio of, like, being there to time being there being the worst is definitely the highest. Like, he has not had a good time from the moment he showed up. Um, I, I he had a good time when he hit a pig man in the back of the head with a bat, and then and then Croatoed him, and he exploded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're on fire, and the butcher hates it. So I guess that means that they're dying. Um, Edward shows back up. That's the that's the white haired powder ghost guy. Um, and he frees Shelby and Matt. Um, the pig man decides, no, I'm chaotic evil today, and tries to pull Flora into the fire. Um, Lee comes out of fucking nowhere and mows him down with a car. Uh, what car? No fucking clue. Not one. <laughs> Not a single idea whose car, car that is. Because <laughs> remember, yeah, she she was driven here by a police officer. She got out of the vehicle, and then the police officer <laughs> left with the vehicle. There's no vehicle for Lee to have unless she like. Snuck in behind them, went in and got her keys, snuck back out, and then got into her car that was still on the premises, despite her being arrested multiple days ago, I guess? Yeah, and also, it's not, in case anybody's wondering, it's not the Polk's car. They fucked off. They're gone. They've been gone for a while. Also, Lee then would have done that, but also not gotten her gun, I guess. (laughs) Just, like, didn't want to bring that. No. Um, but anyway, the pig man is like 0 for 5 and gets fucking owned by a vehicle. Um, he has a real bad time. Um, the butcher like crawls her way out of the fire and is like, no, but they get away. So it's fine. Is, is pig man supposed to be like the monster of the season? I guess. I every guess. season typically has not set the cult didn't, but usually there's like some kind of like. The monster was man. Yeah. Whoa. There's usually like a, there's usually an antagonist, which I would say is the butcher here. And then there's usually a, a, like a mascot character, like in Freak Show, it's Twisty the Clown. Um, Yeah, or like Addiction Demon or whatever. Yeah, yes, the Addiction Demon. Like there's always like a, not quite the villain, but like a right. spooky guy who shows up in every season. Is that in this one, maybe? No, I think it is Pigman. I think it is Pigman. Skaha okay. is. There's also a third archetype of like ethereal being that is just loosely connected to what's going on, and I think uh, that's her in this season. Wait, is that Juwan girl, or is that a different? No, that's I'm, Lady I'm Gaga. Of, no, that's that's Lady oh, Gaga. Oh, Lady Gaga, you're I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Juwan Girl is just her just, just Juwan Girl for the hell of it. Yeah, she's just one of the assorted aso- like, ghosts. We wanna have yeah, they were like, you know what's spooky? J horror. Let's yeah. try doing some of that right now. <laughs> exactly. we we're not gonna get another shot on American horror story for it. So. <laughs> we distinctly did not make this family Japanese. We went out of our way to give them another nationality. So um, but we, we do want this to, we do want it to be J horror though, just so we're clear. <laughs> You'd kind of be racist if you pointed it out as our thinking on American <laughs> yeah, Horror Story. 100%. 100%. That's what the writers were thinking was like, well, if they bring it up, 
They're the racists. <laughs> oh, you're trying to be J-Horror. Excuse you, but we are very original. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so anyway. then one of the most uh, apeshit scenes, um, and that's saying a lot, given that we started this episode, like, of the podcast with weed cannibals, um, who we'll never hear from again, by the way. Um, <laughs> they They get away. <laughs> They being everyone. Um, and it flashes forward to like later that same night. Um, and they keep, they just keep reiterating how little money they have. They're like, we have fucking no money. We only had enough money for a motel and takeout. I'm like, weird priorities. Um, and like when they get to the motel, um, Shelby's you know, like on crushes. You buy a house without homeowners insurance? <laughs> Well, well, I like, feel like house burned down would be a pretty strong case of insur- yeah. insurance likely there. Yeah. Well, I think what they're trying to get at is like, oh, well, we didn't grab any of our shit when we left the house. And I'm like, you can. There's ways around that. Like, Lee has money. Like, why isn't Lee doing anything? Anyway, like, they make a point to read. It's not important. They just reiterate how little money they they have, like, eight times for some fucking reason. They came down here because, you know, Matt's family was here. But apparently that literally was just Lee. Like, Shelby doesn't even like. So why the hell did they do this? But I had that same fucking thought. I'm like, wait, doesn't Lee live here? You can't go Mm -hmm. to Lee's house? Why are you going to a motel? It doesn't matter because the scene doesn't matter. You can't go to Lee's house because she's so divorced. <laughs> and that means uh well, now, you can't be there because she's too divorced. Now, I guess. now you can go to Matt's house. Nobody's there, you know. <laughs> like, That's true. I mean. Or you know, like the the house we first bought when we first moved to North Carolina that we immediately gave up for the other house that we found in the woods. I guess. Uh, and again, Shelby has like her leg in a cast and crutches, and they all have like little tiny bandages on them. Um, so they obviously stopped at the hospital on the way here. And I'm like, um, they ask like a few questions when you get admitted to the ER. Um, I feel like they'd have a lot of questions about Shelby's fucking obliterated ankle. Um, you know, just j- fucking destroyed. I don't think they'd be like, hey, what happened? And they're like, you don't want to know. And they're like, oh, that sounds, yep, that's fine. That's fine. Here's some Band-Aids. Go on your way. Like, I think that at the very least, a doctor would be like, hey, your leg got fucked up by something that might have tetanus on it. We should probably keep you here and, like, give you medication of some variety. Like, they wouldn't just be like, you guys are good to go. Here's some Band-Aids. You guys are fine. (laughs) Suckle this pig. You'll be good. It's good for what ails you. (laughs) Well, this is the magic polk medicine. We, we, We disperse exclusively Polk brand medications here. Um, But they don't stay at the hospital for very long because they go to a motel instead and they order a pizza um, and they're all just vibing. Matt takes a shower and Shelby's like, I want to take a shower now. Um, And (laughs) uh, she's like, she's going to go to the shower and like she takes a moment, like a beat, to stop and look back at her family, who are all laying safe and sound on the motel bed, eating a shitty-looking pizza. Um, and then something is coming out from under the door. She's like, oh, fuck, what is that? It looks like gas at first. And so she goes to go investigate it. Um, and she opens the door. And, ooh, spooky, there's fire and smoke, and the butcher is outside. And she cleaves Shelby right in the face, which means that they had to do this fucking sequence in the documentary. Um, <laughs> I didn't even realize that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awful. <laughs> fucking horrendous. Um, and then she wakes up because it was all a dream. She she wakes up. Don't worry. It's a dream happening in the motel. They are in the motel. It's not like she. this whole thing was a dream. She, it's a dream of a documentary. It's a dream. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream in a motel in a documentary. They felt the need to do a dream sequence in a documentary, which, yeah, now that you mention it, completely unhinged. <laughs> completely unhinged. <laughs> like a weird fake out, like Inception ending on a documentary is it's either artistic genius or fucking just insane. Like there is no in between, including that in a documentary, like a twist. It was all a dream ending. Fucking bananas. Uh, and then Shelby's like, the real Shelby, by the way. They're interviewing the real Shelby. She's like, 
we might have gotten out of there, but it took me years of therapy and this and that to try and get rid of the dreams. And they just wouldn't go. And I'm like, yeah, that's trauma. You experienced a very traumatic event. Um, it's normal. <laughs> Dream- uh, <laughs> that's dreams normal, like actually. this traumatization. And then we get that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I regret to inform everybody that that's the halfway point of the season. Um <laughs> Yeah. That all, all of that, we are now halfway through the season. That is not the whole season. This is the um, halftime show, so to speak, uh, which, yeah. um, again, leaves a lot of unanswered questions that I regret to inform you we will not get an answer to. Um, what uh-huh. What do you think um, is going to come next? I know, so I won't, you know, say. I haven't seen it, but, like, I know qualitatively, like, the rest of it, so I'll be quiet. I'm... My main thing is based off the fact that they're doing they've been doing like a lot of Blair Witch imagery. They're going to use the backdrop of the first half of the season to do a found footage Blair Witch exploration of the woods in the house afterwards for the second season. The only problem with that is there is no way to keep that entertaining for more than like an hour. <laughs> I am concerned they will try to do literally exactly that for like Eight episodes, um, and I will be um, crying on the floor by the end of episode six, just of raw boredom of them stumbling around the woods. Yeah. Oh man, I I can't wait till we get to the end because I'm gonna have to make a note of something and like hold it way off to the side because I'm now putting something two and two together. Um, with this being my second watch through, that I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind the first time I watched it, and now rewatching it, it didn't cross my mind until just now. About how just unhinged this shit is. Um, but, like, this was what? This is episode five? Five. Episode six? Yeah. Five. There's ten, five, there's ten yeah. episodes total in the season, and this is five. This felt like was 12 five. episodes. This felt like a whole season. <laughs> like, I'm not even just saying that because of how they structured it. Like, mm-hmm. so much shit happened in such a small window of time. Truly a baffling amount of information was delivered to us, uh, the viewers, in such a small span of time. I guess the and good so news much is... Of it was never paid off on, yeah. is the other thing, too. Um, there's a lot of setup that just goes nowhere. Well, like, mm-hmm. if you think about it in the context of that being the end of the documentary, because that's how they are framing it, obviously. Um, right. Usually documentaries have, like, a wrapping up segment where they're like, and then they went on to, like fucking open a yoga studio or some shit like or like they'll have like the expert from earlier come back and be like yeah they never did find the polks (laughs) or some (laughs) shit like there's usually like a little bit of follow-up no that's the end of the documentary which kind of makes for a dog shit documentary ending the documentary on a dream sequence trash absolutely trash i have to say my roanoke nightmare uh three out of ten on rotten tomatoes (laughs) <laughs> well oh, that's all i've got well, to say about those episodes <laughs> funnily enough that's also rotten tomatoes for american horror stories you didn't say <laughs> <laughs> well i seem to be watching american horror story again <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah uh next time i suppose we'll be picking up at episode six um i um i look forward to finding out what they do and how much of the cast is shuffled out is kind of the other thing I'm interested about. Cause like we currently have two cast members per cast member. You feel me? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that might mean we have gotten rid of like nine or 10 actors and actresses just shuffled them out entirely and just swapped them for new people. And that, that truly, to me, uh, like thinking on a logistics standpoint, that's the most unhinged thing they could possibly do <laughs> is just shuffle out the entire cast halfway through a season. That is holy shit. I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, till next time, everybody. Take it easy. Have a Bye. good one, folks. See ya.